If it's happening in high school sports, we're talking about it now on the Prep Spotlight. Featuring WNSP's Pigskin Pete and color analyst Ryan Gennard. An hour of all prep sports on 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The Prep Spotlight, brought to you by Edward Jones Investments. Now, here are Brian Gennard and Pigskin Pete. All right, here we go, Prep Spotlight. Pigskin Pete has the night off. This is Brian Gennard. Corey Labounty's nice enough to hang out with me for the first segment and talk a little bit of high school sports as we do every week. And, you know, it's Corey, when you start talking about this time of year, and you would think as graduation started, I think, today at, at the at the Mitchell Center and as you start looking around I, I'm I'm going to a college graduation this weekend you really think everything's winding down and then you pick up the lanyap or jump on the Alabama State um, Athletic Association website and man everything just seems like it's just kind of gearing up right that's what you have I mean you have track and field in different spots of the state that are going on spring is truly the busiest time of high school sports because you have so many and so many participants across the state of Alabama getting things done and really some great weather knock on wood to whether you're outdoor playing softball baseball with your track and field able to get all that in yeah, and it's crazy. You look at, you know, I, I frequently on the state's website, and they do a really nice job of trying to update everything, keep the brackets up to date and all the different sports. I know that, you know, uh, following some stuff that Ron Ingram's putting out, they've, they've got uh, track and field for like one through three or four A going on up in Coleman. You've got uh, track and field going on down in Gulf Shores this weekend. You just finished up the tennis tournaments last weekend. UMS Wright girls bring home a blue map. Uh, I say bring home. They just had to bring it from the Mobile Tennis Center back <laughs> home. But, you know, they, they win another one in really impressive fashion. I mean, they had lots of young ladies that just ha- had a really, really good tournament. And then you also look at uh, freshman Ella Bentley. I don't know if you've seen that young lady uh, over at St. Luke's. She wins the number one. So in class, in tennis, they do it a little different. It's class 1A through 3A. She wins the number one seed um, singles, 6-1, 6-1 in her title match. And you would think as a freshman, wow, I mean, she's got to be excited. Her first state championship, not her first rodeo, right? No, I mean, when you are a premier athlete and you've been doing it a while, you're not scared as far as getting a title put on you from a classification standpoint. Right. And that's the case that she's in. Yeah, I mean, she she won her first one in seventh grade. Uh, she won the number four singles title in seventh grade and then won a, a doubles title with her sister in the number two slot for St. Luke's. And so here she is as a freshman, and they're really considering her one of the leaders on the team, uh, that young lady doing great things. And, and then you look across the board, and we're going to talk a little bit of baseball and, and uh, we'll actually be joined by coach Andy Robbins in the next segment talk a little bit about St. Paul's baseball they're getting ready to host this weekend uh, we're also we'll we'll talk as we mostly do at the bottom of the hour where we'll have a spring forward segment talk a little spring football coach Zach Golson is going to talk to us and, and you know that's one of those stories and I, I had a little conversation with him yesterday but I started kind of looking back through some stuff and you know, if you ever go to the history of the Alabama high school football and start looking at that website, you know, one of the things they do, they keep stats from all the different years. So you see most wins in a season 10, that was 
probably about 20, 30 years ago. Most losses in a season 10. That was two years ago. They start the season 0-4 and, and then go on a six-game run and make it to the playoffs. And they start the season 0-4 and, and only they lose two games in overtime, one by four, one against Fairhope that they probably should have lost. But the other three could have been a coin flip. And what Zach Golson did with that team last year was amazing. The excitement in the Sims community building up to this year's football team is, is something that's probably never been seen before. And Skull Vikings, and you mentioned not just that. I know next week, next Thursday, Williamson will have their inter-squad scrimmage at Ladd Stadium. Then, of course, on next Saturday, you open it up with LaFleur getting having an opportunity to host Blunt in their new stadium. And then on the 20th, you have Viger and McGill. So plenty of spring football. But, of course, you mentioned UMS Wright and St. Luke's. Golf is in full swing. So we'll see if UMS Wright's girls program will have an opportunity to repeat as state champions also. So plenty of state champions in all our spring sports yet to be crowned and Ryan Williams, one of be, being one of those phenomenal track and field athletes for Sarah Land, of course, a five-star wide receiver. Looking forward to seeing him compete in his events, also. Yeah, that that'll be fun. And and you know, and I know Bronner likes to knock him around a little bit over there as well. As I picked up the lanyard and started looking at Tommy Hicks' coverage, um, I haven't played golf in several years after my last back surgery. That's one of the things I finally gave up. But as I start looking at some of these scores across the board, and especially Bronner, I know you play out at Magnolia Grove. Uh, you know, you got guys going out to Magnolia Grove and and shoot. 67 67 i'm mean, looking at ums and, and and spanish fort scores across the board and, and even with the ladies i mean i know that uh i've seen some 73s um and I, it's just it makes me i don't know i i miss playing sometimes and then i look at high school scores <laughs> <laughs> I, I miss the social aspect of playing how about that You don't you don't miss it. Yeah, well, it's funny because I mean, like Caitlin Foster from Baker, she qualifies in the individually, and she goes out and shoots a seventy four the other day. It's like not even fair. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think she's only still a sophomore. And then you know you've got some folks, um, Alex Seaborn from Fairhope uh, and Gavin Gwynn from from Baker both qualify, and they're shooting in the in the upper sixties. So. <laughs> that's those days that you're like man uh, why did i ever even try to play that game <laughs> yeah i've never broken 90 for the record so uh, i'm with you and so then in some other news around as we look around transfer portal we've talked about it a lot lately but i think south picks up a big one uh this week and and lucas taylor coming back home st paul's alum uh spent a year at mississippi state which is his red shirt year at 6'5", 315, the kids, I mean, he's a player, and we watched him for three or four years, and he can move, he can get outside and lead. Uh, he's going to have four years of eligibility coming back to South Alabama. One of those homegrown products that Kane Womack promised everyone. He promised all the JAG fan base how many local Mobile, Baldwin County 
guys he would have on the roster, just not to sign them, but to be productive players and to have four years of eligibility remaining. I'm excited to see him put on that South Alabama uniform. Yeah, I am as well. And uh, and then let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk a little bit of softball and 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 baseball. I know uh, over in softball, Baker defeated MGM to take that series in, in 7A. Fairhope defeats Daphne, so they're moving on. Uh, Sarah Land defeats Theodore. Um, Gulf Shores wins their area. St. Paul's and Faith, uh, I think that they have another game um, to decide that series. Orange Beach defeats Mo- uh, Mobile Christians. Orange Beach moving on. Satsuma playing really well. They'll move on as well. And Cottage will play W.S. Neal and Leroy moving on. Over in baseball, uh, St. Luke's eliminated this week by GW Long, but did make it into that third round. And then uh, UMS, they'll actually they had an early series. Uh, they defeated Trinity, so they'll be moving on next week. And then a lot of these other games will be played this weekend. Uh, Bayside Academy will be hosting American Christian this weekend. Again, we'll talk to Coach Andy Robbins with St. Paul's. They'll be hosting Demopolis, and boy, this one's a big one, Corey. Sarahland and Spanish Fort, this is going to be one of those series that you hate to see somebody not moving on to the next level. Great quality competition. You can expect the hill to be packed in regards to that matchup. Anytime you have rivalries like Sarahland and Spanish Fort, those two guys, they compete at the highest level as far as whether it's football, volleyball, basketball, tennis, golf. It doesn't matter. That type of competition is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, that that that'll be a, a really great matchup to keep your eye on over the next few days. And then also in seven A, uh, the only team that we had survived last week, and I thought did a great job. We had Coach Tyler Mento on last week as they were on their way to Prattville, got up there and took care of it in two games, got them a sweep. They will now host. They're hosting Smith Station in that third round as well. So a lot of a lot of things heating up on the diamond, and it's just been fun to watch our local teams. Hopefully we'll have several of them coming out of it um, next week as well. Soccer playoffs also in full, full spring, and you've got uh, several local teams still alive in soccer as well. On the girls' side, Spanish Fort defeating Theodore, so they moved on, and then Theodore boys uh, beat – Robert Stell to move on as well, and Spanish Fort beating Murphy, they moved on as well. So just, I mean, everywhere you look across the board, <laughs> there's something going on and something I've never seen, especially as a father who went to a, a thousand gyms and traveled all over the southeast watching volleyball. Uh, we actually have our first male signee in volleyball from this area, um, Aiden Janica, or Janowski from McGill he'd actually been playing with a club team and uh, has signed a, a volleyball scholarship when you see men's volleyball as far as a sport in the Olympics and the hops and the domination that is seen there congratulations on being that first to have an opportunity to further your academic and athletic career in the sport that you love and you look at beach men's volleyball very popular of course, more so on the West Coast and up north, even though we have the beaches here, more so popular on the West Coast. But 
to have that first and to be the first, congratulations to him. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool thing. I'd love to see it catch on and see some men's volleyball programs start popping up. And I mean, think about it. Uh, would you ever thought that that people are playing lacrosse and mobile, and then all of a sudden, two three years ago, you started seeing teams pop up, and now you're seeing more and more teams pop up around the Gulf Coast. It, Lacrosse is one. Wrestling is yep. another sport that continues to grow here along the Gulf Coast. The northern schools have had it in North Alabama for the longest, but as it continued to trickle down here, you're seeing that growth and excited about it also. Yeah, it's it's been amazing to kind of watch some of these programs catch on, but boy, excited for Aiden and to see what he does and in, in volleyball and to see that, like you said, him being a first, and if that can catch some fire around here for some other folks to kind of jump on that bandwagon and get started. Hey, stick around. The prep spotlight will continue. We'll be joined by coach of St. Paul's Baseball, Andy Robbins, right here after the break on Sports Radio 105.5. Welcome back into the Prep Spotlight. This is Brian Gennard, Pigskin Pete, has the night off, so I'll be holding it down for us. And as Michael Bronner is here with me, we, we're looking a little bit at the baseball playoffs, and let's go through it again. St. Luke's, GW Long in 2A, uh, but GW Long comes out on that series. UMS at Trinity in 4A. UMS able to pull that series off, so they'll move on to next week. Bayside is hosting American Christian this weekend. Also, in 6A, Sarahland will be over at Spanish Fort. That'll be a great series this weekend. Baker Hope hosting Smith Station after going up and beating Prattville last weekend. So, baseball playoffs are in full swing, but in 5A, Demopolis coming down to play at St. Paul's. And right now we're going to be joined by St. Paul's head coach, Andy Robbins. Coach, how are you? Outstanding, man. Just ready to get uh, for tomorrow to be here so we can get after it. That's the it's a long way, didn't it, coach? I mean, you guys played a, almost, it's been a week, hadn't it? Yeah, I said that. This is, a, uh, this is a great time of year, but from a coaching standpoint, having to wait. A whole week between games is just brutal. I mean, we're used to playing three or four times a week, and having to do this is just it's just long. Yeah, I, I bet it. You know, when you start looking at the playoffs and you start kind of looking at the bracket, it, it does seem like like y'all's playoffs kind of drag out a little bit, and then the week in between games. But I get as well. You guys also have some pretty good travel involved as as you get into the playoffs as well. So is that really kind of where that lag is to give everybody time to to make those arrangements? Yeah, absolutely. And arrangements this time of year is, is kind of tough. There's so much going on in the spring, and it does take a little while with that. And then you know, plus you can recoup your kids' arms and. I'm sure that plays in it as well. Yeah, I didn't think about that as well. But, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, um, I'm attending a, a college graduation this weekend and, um, you know, trying to find a – 
trying to find a hotel room in a college town right now is not, not an easy, easy task. So, so I understand. And, and you got a lot of people coming down here, I'm sure for South graduation in Spring Hill. So uh, they're all probably fight, facing the same thing. Well, coach, tell us a little bit about this team. You guys 23 and eight, you're hope, hosting Demopolis. It, it, you, I mean, it seems like you're playing so well, and you, and anytime you're playing into May in the five A um, playoffs, you, you got to be excited. But tell me what makes this bunch special. Absolutely, Any, I mean that's your goal. You know, we all make our individual goals and our team goals every year, and and this is certainly it. You know, win your area and and take each round as it comes, and then uh, get to the final game. But this team is it's been really special. It's been really fun. We had some bumps. Uh, at the beginning, we uh, heck, I have I think six, sometimes seven uh, freshmen and sophomores in there at one time. So we're really young. All our pitchers are are young, and they only have 100 pitches, of which that that comes into account as well in the playoffs. But uh, I'm really pleased with these guys. They have they just continue to get better, and they they doing everything coach can ask them to do. So very pleased. Well, you talk about pitching. Uh, John Stowers picks up the win for you last week. Nine strikeouts. Only gives up one earned run. That that's got to be big for you for him to step up in a in a playoff game and have a performance like that. Absolutely, he is an incredible young man. He uh, he actually started for us last year as an eighth grader. I've, I've had that maybe once or twice before, and he did a great job catching. And we were just kind of looking for arms at the beginning, and uh, we we put him in there, and and he's just been he's done an incredible job all year, and he, he's just a a competitor, a battler, and and just and just uh, he's done well for us. You know, it's so funny because as we look across Mobile and Baldwin County, and you've been doing this for a while, does it? I mean, I'm just seeing the youth movement. I mean, there's so many. It seems like seven, eight, um, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth graders who have really stepped up across Mobile and Baldwin County and. and some pressure games in in all sports, whether it be female or male, across the board. Are, are you seeing a big youth moment or movement? And, and what do you kind of attribute some of that to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, across the board, girls sport, girls basketball, volleyball, our softball teams, they're, they're very young. And uh, as I told you all ago, we've got so many young kids. You know, I attribute uh, the kids, just they're good kids and they work. They really work hard, and I think they're bigger and they're, they're faster and they're stronger nowadays with a with all the weight equipment and and uh, and you know, most of them are playing uh, you know travel volleyball and baseball and all that, and I, I think that that helps them as well getting a, a a good number of games against really good competition. So it's it's, it's a lot of contributions to that, but I think you're right on it. Well, it is crazy to me how many it seems like the young folks that we have stepping up in big positions. Uh, we're talking to Coach Andy Robbins, St. Paul's baseball. St. Paul's getting ready to host Demopolis in 5A playoff action. Coach, uh, we talked a little bit about John Stowers and his performance last week. you, you got to be excited, though, and, and I'm sure John was just as excited as everybody else on the team when Edward McLeod comes up and, and gets him a grand slam in the third. Uh, that, that, that makes the pitcher a little relieved as well, doesn't it? And the coach as well. So <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, yeah, that makes my job a lot easier. He uh, he has been incredible. He's been incredible all year. But uh, these this, these last eight games, I, I got a few stats. Y'all looked at it this afternoon. In our last eight games, which are all playoffs and uh, our area, 
He's, he, he's got 20 hits and 25 at bat. 800 batting average, three home runs, 23 RBIs, and he scored 14 runs. I mean, it's just crazy. And then for the season, it's 50 hits, 101 at bats, nine home runs, 64 RBIs, and 40. He scored 47 runs. I mean, he is just unbelievable. You're talking about Young. He's a sophomore. He started for us as a freshman last year, and just I guess part of the contributing uh, factors to these kids are. His work ethic, my gosh, he, he's just always swinging, always working. He does the same thing on the football field. He's, he's just a, a great young man. His dad played for him years ago. He got a state championship as well. So, well, that's cool. That is pretty cool, right there. When you can start getting into the second generations of of, of coaching, and it's funny you, you talk about what he's been doing the last few weeks. As I, I follow you guys on Twitter, and, and uh, you guys do a good job of putting up highlights and, and highlighting some of the guys on on the, the Twitter account, and uh, and it, as I scroll through, you know, senior night, three for three, three RBI. I mean, you just his name keeps just popping up. It seems like every week is there's there's highlights going around. Tell me about uh, who you hand the ball to this weekend to try to get you past this Demopolis team. John, of course, he's been starting all of all the first games, and uh, then uh, we'll hand it to Taylor Odell. He's our uh, he's our number two, and he's in the same class as uh, Edward, and he bats four. And heck, last week, you know, Edward hits a bomb, it, and then uh, Taylor comes up behind him and, and backs it up. So that's that's kind of a nice one-two punch. So he'll get the ball probably second game, and uh, Bradley Irish will get it, I'm sure, too, at some point in time. Well, Coach, we, we wish you the best of luck as you continue in the playoffs, and, and we'll be uh, keeping an eye on that series. And uh, and just, you know, weather's going to be nice, it looks like. So uh, we're just uh, – we'll be rooting for, for St. Paul's this weekend as, it, as Demopolis comes down here, and, and hopefully you guys just keep on moving on. Hope so, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, thanks for all you guys do for everybody. You got it, Coach. Thank you so much. That's Coach Andy Robbins, St. Paul's Saints baseball. Again, Demopolis coming in town. St. Paul's taking them on this weekend. And, again, just hot and heavy in playoff seasons. Michael, as, as you kind of you know have been down here for a year and a half now, it's funny because people think, okay, after baseball or after football and basketball, there's going to be that lull. But doesn't ever seem to slow down, does it? No, we're still here, so <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. That's funny. I, well, I, I guess that is a good sign, and, and uh, you know, we'll we'll keep this prep prep spotlight rolling through the end of May, so we can try to get in as uh, many of our championships as possible. Hey, stick around. Bottom of the hour, we've got Coach Zach Golson from Mary G. Montgomery, and then after that, we'll talk to the new Bayshore Christian. Is going to start a football program. They're turning to an old Hall of Fame veteran and Phil Lazenby, and Coach will join us at 645 sports radio 105.5 this is the prep spotlight welcome back to the prep spotlight on wnsp your source for high school sports now it's time to keep up with the joneses as we take a look at some of our former Mobile and Baldwin County athletes who are now making the spotlight on the next level. Brought to you by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. 
Now, back to Brian Gennard and Pigskin Pete. Welcome back in to the Prep Spotlight. It's that time of night. We do it every week. We keep up with the Joneses. And, you know, we we talked a lot about playoffs, and, and uh, we purposely did not mention NFL draft early in the uh, broadcast because I knew that we'd probably be talking a little NFL draft during the uh, Keeping Up With The Jones segment. And uh, so since Pigskin's not here, I'll throw it over to you, Mr. Bronner. Uh, what do you have for us in keeping up with the Joneses? Oh, I go first, huh? Yes, sir. Let's that's, go first. That's, uh, that's that's a big responsibility here. Well, it got to be Jacorian Bennett, man. Senior Bowl guy, Maryland guy, 104th pick to the Raiders, fourth rounder. Guy flies around the field, man. He's going to be a good NFL yes. player. I think the Raiders even traded up to get him, if I'm not mistaken. I might I might be making that up. I think they did, though. Uh, but, yeah, former McGill Toolin guy. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be he's gonna be a good NFL player. I'm, I was excited to hear Jacorian's name called. Yeah, I, w- I was too. And 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 I mean, he had a great forty time. Uh, he did some great things at Maryland. So nice to see another McGill Tulin Yellow Jacket get drafted. Here's one that didn't get drafted, but right after the draft, uh, signed a uh, free agent deal with the Minnesota Vikings, and that is uh, Cephas Johnson. Cephas played at Davidson. Uh, Went on to play at South Alabama, then transferred over to Southeastern Louisiana. And big kid, 6'5", 220. And I tell you, for everything that Cephas is on the field, he is off the field as well. One of the nicest kids you will ever meet in your life. I love that kid to death. I've known him for quite a while. So excited to see what Minnesota does with him. A lot of articles coming out this week about Cephas and up there and and what they'll do with him that kind of – likened him a little bit to a Taysom Hill type, you know, because you put him in wide receiver, he can do a lot of different things, play a little tight end for you, he can do a lot of stuff. So excited about that yeah, one. Yeah, Corey and I had a chance to have Cephas on in person in studio. He came in and, uh, yeah, he's he's just an awesome young man. He really, really enjoyed him him uh, on the final drive. He's he's a great kid. He really is. I, I, I think the world of him and his family. Hey, but right now let's, let's turn our attention – locally to a little spring football and we're going to bring in the head coach for mary montgomery coach zach golson coach how are you doing great guys how are y'all we're doing well i guess i should have said coach of the year i apologize i didn't put your title there in front of you <laughs> but man you know Corey and i were kind of joking about it a little bit as i as i'm going through the high school athletic or the, the alabama history of alabama high school football and i'm doing some research and everything start looking up and it says most losses in a season 10 in 2021 and then you guys come out in 22 and do what you do you've you've got to be so proud of that group last year especially when you start 0 and 4 and three games that were just so close the way they responded the next six you've got to be so proud of that group that you had this year yeah i couldn't be happier for uh, those kids our kids the community and everybody just kept sticking with it and um you know to start the way we the way we wanted even though we were right there we were we were playing the football just you know, just couldn't go to the hump as far as, you know, the scoreboard went. But thought we were playing pretty good. And uh, once we finally did figure it out, uh, got rolling pretty good there at the end, man. Just, you know, at the end of the day, 
we always we kind of talk about this a lot, but that we try to give the glory to God for everything that that's good that happens to us, and you know, and our kids. Maybe can't say enough about they just kept buying into what we were doing, and our coaching staff just kept pushing. And gosh, we knew we were so close. So to see to see us get over the hump, yeah, I, you know, it was very uh, satisfying, gratifying, but. You know, we feel like our uh, story's not done yet. We're trying to trying to continue to climb, and um, you know, we've had a really good off season this this off season, and excited about you know what this next team's going to do. Well, you know, Coach, you, you talk about the off season, and uh, you know, again, I'm I'm one. I love following you guys on Twitter. I think y'all do a good job of kind of keeping folks up to date with what's going on with with your workouts what's going on with with individual players offers that they may have been receiving but as i kind of go through your uh twitter account it seems like about 90 percent of the pictures that you post um are in that weight room um how (laughs) seems to be a pretty pretty big focus there uh for you guys yeah we've we've uh we've got a, a conditioning coach enrique williams a uh, local guy played at Blunt, played at South Alabama. Uh, does a great job with our strength and conditioning, and uh, you know we got all our staff is is really involved in the weight room. Those guys do a great job of training our kids. You know that's one thing we talk about in our program quite a bit is that we want to develop our players. We want to be one of the best developmental staffs, you know, around, and uh, we work really hard at it. Guys spend a lot of time on it. They're trying to get our get our players to their you know, to be at the best of their ability when they walk on the field. And, uh, you know, we've had a really good off season. It's been a lot of fun to watch our kids, you know, get bigger, get faster, and, uh, you know, obviously get stronger. But, you know, we're we're in a good place. We've got a lot of work to do. We finished day three of spring today. It was a really physical day. Uh, but I, I'm excited about, you know, we got a lot of guys that are stepping up and, uh, competing for competing for positions and uh, you know it's just it's just a lot of fun to watch them grow and improve. You've got to be excited as well, coach. That you've got a a two thousand yard passer um, coming back as well. I mean that that's got to make you feel a little better going into the spring, right? With uh, with Jared Hollins being back, definitely. He's a uh, he's a special kid, man. He's he's you know, I've coached some really good players. I've been fortunate. You know, you're talking about Jacory and Bennett, what we got got on the line, and forcing him and Marlon Williams and Jalen Tolbert and Carlton Marshall, Eric Gare, Trent Battle. Man, there's been so many guys that been fortunate to be a little piece of their story. But this one's been really, really fun to see a kid that played DB as a sophomore uh, came back home to to Sims and Mary G and led our team last year. And man, he's, his, his ceiling and upside is surely through the roof and a great, one of the best kids that I've been around. You know, we're talking about Cephas and I, I competed against him as a coach and he was such a good player, but, uh, you know, Jared Hollins is, is a name that people are going to remember for a long time. Well, he's garnering a lot of offers and, and it's good to see. And, and, and you said it, I mean, it, it just it just seems like as I kind of I'm out in that West Mobile area and as I you know you start hearing people talk about the program and, and that's got to be you got to be excited about that and are you seeing 
since the success last year, maybe a little bit of increase in numbers this year, and also maybe an increase in interest in the in the middle school programs as well? Yeah, you know, when we first got here, we, we kind of said this before, we had about 42 guys that were in a weight room class, and it blew up really fast to about 180. So we had to get into two classes, and then that kind of weeded itself down. Obviously, you can't have 180 football players. It's hard to manage that with 10 coaches. But um, we got down to about 110, 115, and then we brought in about 60 freshmen. So back up to 179 through 12. And I think we've got about 116 on the roster right now. Um, you know, obviously, we're bringing another big class. This freshman group's probably going to have 50 to 70 in it again. And, um, you know, yes, but I think the kids were here before, you know, our middle school program is one of the biggest middle schools in the state. Our park at Sims Park is, you know, one of the best in, in Mobile. And, um, and so those kids are coming through, and we just kind of needed to, to bridge that gap and, and keep them here in Sims and, uh, you know, get some of the guys maybe that were walking the halls, get them out. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've been fortunate. We've got a really good staff of guys that connect to kids well and, you know, know how to uh, teach and coach and love them hard and coach them hard, as they say. And so, uh, you know, we were able to get good numbers out. And it's created really good competition. And you're seeing guys, you know, have to improve, you know. For the They, they always say that one of the best uh, motivators is you get put on the bench if you got competition, it's easy to say next guy up. So, and that's been kind of what we've done. And man, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of fun to see our coaches coach and the kids respond the right way. Well, I bet. I mean, when there's 42 guys out there, you can probably take a couple of plays off during practice and, and maybe even to your game. Cause you're thinking, well, they don't have anybody really over there to, <laughs> to take me out. And you, Nobody you, you, yeah, you start looking at 115, you, you got to earn that position every day. So let's talk about earning that position. I know you guys, you said you're in knee deep in it right now. Tell us about spring practice. Uh, when you guys culminate that and, and what, what, what the spring game looks like for you this year. Yeah, we're going to, uh, we got three weeks of spring. Um, we're finishing week one this week. We'll go next week three days, and then uh, we'll get three days of practice the third week, and then we'll go play at Southern Miss. Uh, we're going to play Hancock, Mississippi, it's a 6A school in Mississippi. Um, you know, I haven't seen a lot on them, but they're a pretty well-coached team from what I can tell. And uh, got some good players. Got a quarterback coming back, a wideout coming back, a couple of running backs. They're big. Uh, kind of remind you of Fairhope a little bit. That'll be a good test for us. Um, you know, ultimately, spring ball is about getting yourself better. You know, that's what you're focused on. Nobody wins a spring championship. So, you know, we want to go compete and see our guys against another opponent. Uh, we felt like that was important this year. Last year, we didn't do that. We just inter-squatted. We didn't think our guys were quite ready to go out there and play a game. But this group, I think we need it. We need to start a little bit faster than we started last season. And so we think playing a spring game will kind of go ahead and sharpen sharpen the sword a little bit. But um certainly helps having a quarterback back and some skilled players back on offense. Uh, Want to go test our offensive line. We've got some new pieces, but they're coming along really well. Excited about that group. Uh, and then our defense, man, I think that's going to be 
I'm, I'm really, really excited about seeing them play. They're, they've been flying around, been super physical, and uh, ready to see them guys get out there and get after it. So. Let me ask you this, Coach, because I know as you put together a spring game, too, is, is part of the mindset as well, you know, we made it to the playoffs last year. We had to load up and, and go off and, and go up to Central Phoenix City. Now, you know, if, if we go play a spring game, maybe at over at a Southern Miss, guys get used to that routine a little bit and, and maybe kind of foreshadowing a little bit that, hey, we're making those wrong road trips won't be such a foreign thing to us if, if this happens again next year. Yeah, no doubt. And playing in bigger stadiums, that's always something. I mean, ultimately, you hope to play for a championship. I mean, every team that sets out, they should be thinking about trying to win a championship. But if you get to that level, you're playing in Bryant Denny or you're playing in Jordan Hare. And so, yeah, we can put our kids on a college campus, expose them to college campus and a college stadium. That's always a, a unique opportunity that you want to take advantage of. Uh, but, yeah, the trip and the travel is, is important. We'll definitely talk about those things and what that looks like. It, we won't travel quite the same that we would in a playoff game, but certainly having to travel that far and, and go compete, it always helps you prepare. Hopefully uh, hopefully we're hosting some home playoff games, you know, play those those travel games later on in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'd love, love to see that. I, and <laughs> I, I tell you, what you guys did and how you kept that group bonded last year after, I mean, two overtimes, the one, what, three, four-point game, by five points the first three games, and, and to to see what that team rallied to do was something special. It, it, in Mobile, Baldwin County, I know that the, the West Mobile was so excited about it. I was excited for you, Coach, and I can't wait to see what uh, next year holds for you. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate all y'all do, bringing light to high school football. Well, thank you, yeah. Coach. That's Coach Zach Golson for Mary Montgomery and they're knee deep in spring training. Hey, we're going to talk about, we're going to go from a a team that's been around for a little while to a a new team that's just getting established on the Eastern shore in Bayshore Christian. Uh, Phil Lazenby, just named head coach today, will join us after the break. This is the Prep Spotlight on Sports Radio 105.5. Welcome back into the Prep Spotlight. This is Brian Gennard. Pigskin Pete has the night off. Probably out playing golf somewhere, Mr. Bronner. Doing, I think he had a little trip to Arizona. There's no, you know, it's probably only 3 o'clock there. He may just be making the turn for Admittedly, all Admittedly, you know, I'm going to be out next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be doing the same thing, so. That's uh, all right. Well, everybody deserves a little time off. Anyway, we're going to be joined by a coach who, He's been doing it for a long time, and I don't know if he he knows the definition of time off. Newly announced today, Bayshore Christian starting a football program, and they've turned to a Hall of Famer in Coach Phil Lazenby to start that program for him. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Man, you've been doing it for a while, Coach, but 
is this the first time that you're going to have a uh, an opportunity in Bayshore to to start one from the ground up? Yes, it is. It's, it's the first time ever for you know to start up a program, and I know it's going to be a challenge. It'll be a, it'll be something though that I look forward to, and um, couldn't ask for a better group of people to to start with. Well, and if and if I'm looking for somebody to start a program, I couldn't think of a better person to do it. You've had experience in several classifications. You, you know, uh, you know the history of, of football in this state and in this area. And I, I, I'm excited for you in this opportunity. I know, as they just announced, and and you really kind of are starting to get your feet wet and wrap your head around all this. What are the next couple of weeks before school gets out, and and how quick till we see Bayshore actually um, competing on the football field? Well, in the next couple of weeks, we've got to have a uh, you know a meeting with the, with the kids that are of course that want to play, plus their parents, and the the, the annual you know parents meeting, which we need to have, and I will be the school itself. Since it's so late in the year right now, and, and just the the chance to get equipment, you know, is going to be hard. We'll probably start with a, not probably, but we will start with a, um, you know, a middle school combination with JV, and and play a game. And that we don't even know if we'll be able to get one in this first year, but we will be part of the Alabama High School Athletic Association. And we will be able to work with the kids, but we might not be able to play any games. Gotcha. Well, and it, it's a it's a Bayshore school that's that's young, but it's funny how that school has just come in and and really had some success on the baseball field and, and made some noise and turned some heads. And the Alabama Athletics Association is as such a, a young program, even and with a volleyball state title as well. That's correct. They've got some. Uh, kids that that uh, you know their their parents are behind them 100 percent and uh, Jeff Haig, who's the uh, athletic director and head head baseball coach, does a great job. Watched him this year in a couple of games, and uh, I just love the way he coached, and I love the way that the kids responded to him, and they respond to the other coaches, and so it's a uh, you know I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to uh, you know take this job and have this job, and I look forward to it i really do i look forward to building a program and and you know everybody's got to know when to let go and uh, right now is not my time so you know and when it comes i'll be able to turn it over and say okay yeah i want to see this thing grow well i'm excited for you and you've got to be excited as well not only the announcement of the uh, of the, the new football program, but also um, a new secondary school going up over uh, across the shore eastern shore as well Right off of uh, County Road 13, it's going to be a beautiful facility, and the, the the ability for it to grow is is unbelievable. They've got you know 40 plus acres there, and you know to be able to place a football stadium, practice fields, baseball fields, softball fields, soccer fields, it, all of it's there, and it's it's a beautiful location, perfect location, and um, it's going to be very very nice. Well, I'm excited for you. I knew when Pigskin and I talked to you a few months back, you said that you know you weren't ready to hang it up and you were going to figure out what the next move was because you knew it wasn't going to be just sitting around and uh, and you didn't sit around for long. And and I'm excited to see what what this next chapter looks like for you, Coach. Well, 
Well, I appreciate that. I'm I'm excited about it. My my wife's excited about it. Uh, you know, she's had me here at home too long. <laughs> I was gonna say, she and, excited uh, that you just you're gonna find something to do other than just sit around. No, no, <laughs> she found me plenty of things to do. Oh, I bet. Believe me, <laughs> I'm standing on the porch that has been painted. I mean, stained all 248 spindles. Uh, the, the fence that's going around the property, which is about a mile po- point. You know, 1.2 miles of, of fencing, and my arms look like I've been going through a porcupine farm right now. You so see, you're you're going you're going back to work to get get away from work. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a, she's a good woman, uh, and she uh, she takes care of me. Well, that's awesome, and and you know, one of the things that I love that that, that I saw the article that uh, Ben Thomas did on AL.com was. That you that you said that, that Billy Graham once said about coaches that that you impact more more students and players in one year than than pastors do in a lifetime and and boy you've been doing it for forty eight years you've you've seen a lot of young men come through that program and just to be able to continue that you you've got to be excited about that. I am. I, I am. Uh, you know, there's so many kids that have kids. I call them kids now, but they're not. They're young men, and, and some of them are, you know, literally, you know, in their 50s, you know, and got grandchildren. And, and um, you know, I've, I've coached kids' children that I've coached. I've even coached one that was on my team at Bayside that was my grandchild, uh, one of my uh, former players. So, you know, I've been doing a long time. That's awesome, Coach. Well, best of luck to you, and we'll be keeping an eye on you and, and catching up with you when the fall rolls around to see what the plans are. That's right, Coach. Well, thank you so much. Yes, sir. That's Coach Phil Lazenby taking over Bayshore Christian School, new football program that will start next year. Hey, I want to thank all our guests, not only Coach Lazenby, but Coach Zach Golson from uh, Mary G. Montgomery, also Coach Andy Robbins. Thank you to Michael Bronner for keeping me going while Pigskin's gone. Thank you also to Corey Labounty for sitting in on that first segment with us as well. Hey, go out and catch you a baseball, softball game. Go watch some track and field, catch some golf, but support high school athletics. We'll catch up with you next week on the Prep Spotlight on Sports Radio 105.5.